0: 1935 the lions win the nfl championship the detroit tigers take the world series the red wings bring home lord stanley's cup joe lewis begins his rise to world domination this transforms the motor city into detroit city of champions all right, the crack of the bat, and we are off and running as another episode of Detroit City of Champions. I'm Jamie Flanagan. Charles Avison. And we, Charles, it's a this little This is not different. just
1: some any random episode. Uh, a mildly, mildly
0: different setting today.
1: Mildly different. We're down in Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. Down, we, got, we got down here, and we're with some great people, and we are... Uh, this is our first show away from Detroit. Yep.
0: Took the party on the road, pulled up the uh, mobile kit, and uh, brought it down because it's a very, very uh, important weekend. We've been talking about this, and we've heard the stories about how the Lions uh, were another team prior to being the Lions. Uh, and this is where they got their start. It yes. was the, the we Portsmouth. Are in Portsmouth. Spartans. This is
1: the birthplace of the Detroit Lions.
0: And uh, we're just hearing hear in the stories that, that we've heard already. And we're going to dive deep into, uh, well, an hour's worth anyway, of, of the Spartans here little in little Portsmouth. Longer. Let's not restrict ourselves. We, haven't,
1: we have kept no schedule thus far uh. today. We have kept no schedule as far as location, time, or place. We are not, I intend not to follow any more today. Uh, I will not see. be restricted by to tell right. a great I story. Was,
0: I was trying to keep things.
1: No. You no know. restrictions.
0: All right, no we're, restrictions. No we'll, rules. We'll we're go until we're out of breath. There
1: you go. Or until we're
0: done talking, <laughs> until we're done saying stuff. We got a lot of people with us today, though. We got a
1: great group of people here. Who's today. hanging out,
0: Charles? Let's go down the line and introduce ourselves. So, well, all right, we got the microphones yes. uh, in hand.
2: Will, Will Malt, Will Malt Will Portsmouth. How happy to be hey. here, Charles. Yes. Welcome back. Will. Will.
1: Will Malt's been on our Jamie.
2: show. Will. Yes, Will Malt's been on the show I'm so, back
3: so back far. back again with Mr. Drew Fight. Yes, Drew Fight. Hi, Professor Drew. Yeah, great having you guys down here in Portsmouth. Thank you. Absolutely, and
0: uh, and of course,
3: well, my
4: old friends over there that uh, did the radio show. And we've got a a whole, in Portsmouth, and I told you about Portsmouth, and here you are. We've got
1: a whole clan of Tom Urich fans that oh are these God. like women that are <laughs> sitting there going, Woo, like, well, Woo. Tom, t- Tom, if you remember when we did our Lions and uh, our Lions segment, uh, probably about a year ago, Tom was on every episode. He's on a few episodes of the Red Wings,
4: mm-hmm. and
1: we've had our audience clamoring to have you back, Tom. Yeah, and we've Tom. been missing you, and we're glad to have, we, even though we had to come down. To Portsmouth, just to get you back on air, we're glad to do it. <laughs> well, thank you very
4: much. With all of the champions, when I started I was 24, and now there's 33. Yep. You Found kids will be behind store. a microphone for a million years, and you'll still be covering. Yeah, we keep, uh, so I'm going to pass playing. this microphone over to Randy. Yoa. Randy, Yo, we're glad oh, to have you too.
5: Yes, hey, I'm welcome to Portsmouth. Uh, thank you, Randy. Randy here, I'm a Detroit native. Who's worked in Portsmouth the past thirty some years? Whew. So this is dual citizenship for me. <laughs> yeah, we got a bit oh, a, I'm, house I'm a, divided stuff going. I'm on? I'm a Spartan. I'm a, a Lions and Tiger fan. I'm a Portsmouth fan, and I'm just thrilled that you guys are here and uh, for this weekend that uh, a lot of us have worked hard to
1: put together. Yeah, we're thank you, Randy. This is, yeah, we're this is yeah, we're, this, is a, yeah we're, this is a great this is a great show. And, we're, and, we're happy to have everybody here. We're because oh, um, it's the yes.
0: big 90th anniversary yes. of the Iron Man game. And that is, we'll get to what the Iron Man game is. We, we mentioned it in, a, in yes. the previous episode. Uh, I had that, I, I, I Facebooked that out earlier about what episode that was, if people wanted to catch up on when we talked about it the first time. But uh, we're going to talk about the Iron Man game. But before we can talk about the Iron Man game uh, and what led to that, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about football in Ohio and in Portsmouth. Uh, specifically, and, and the teams that, that were here prior to the Spartans, uh, which became our uh, beloved Lions. All yes, right. yes. Our beloved oh, They're, beloved. Our beloved, they're beloved. our beloved Lions. beloved. <laughs> our beloved Lions. Yes. All right, so. And Portsmouth's um,
1: beloved Lions, I think, too, right? You guys, we're, we're, you you guys are Lions fans here? Get, <laughs> I think uh, it's, you guys are still Lions fans. I've been well, telling everybody yeah, you guys it, are it, just.
0: Will, yeah, yeah, grab the – pull that off of the stand yeah, there so you for can me. It you know. can just cli- unclip it yeah, just you just grab it. There we go. And Will – you're you're kind of an integral part in the uh, in the community here. Uh, you have a few businesses, and uh, time for a cheap plug. What places are yours in town? Soda River,
2: all right. Renowned Steakhouse right. here in Portsmouth, Ohio, and my family has the Portsmouth Brink Company here in Portsmouth as well. It's brilliant.
0: So, I mean, you're you're really tied into this community. I am-
2: Jamie, I don't want to cut short, but tomorrow we'll be watching the Detroit Lions and Jacksonville Jaguars yes. at the stadium lunch yeah. in Portsmouth, Ohio. And so, yeah. So, um, how important are, are do
0: people revere the Lions here? Are they like, are they interested in the Lions, even though we've moved away? We've been gone since
2: thirty four, thirty five. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Detroit Lions resonate in the Portsmouth family heart. <laughs> they break your heart like they break ours. They break, yeah, that's a, that's a <laughs> great question. Do they break your heart just like folks, they break heart. The, the folks in Portsmouth uh, really tune in when the Lions are doing well. You'll find a lot of Detroit Lions fans in the area when the Detroit Lions are winning football games. So it's important
0: to to know the history and where all this comes from. And we wanted to fill in a little bit uh, about the the history uh, and the history of – because we were talking over a pint earlier. Right. Uh, and, and you said you wanted to tell me a little something about the history of football in Portsmouth.
3: Yeah, well, you know, the Lions really have their beginnings here in Portsmouth all the way back to at least, I would say, 1910, 1912, Uh, there were several
0: iterations before that that's
3: right there were a number of uh of teams here in portsmouth started out as uh, semi-pro teams uh uh, like the smokehouse uh that went on to become the the portsmouth presidents um and then the shoe steels with jim thorpe jim thorpe was the player yeah Yeah, yeah. so i mean it's really just a story of uh of a team just building and building and building to greatness uh, you know, from Thorpe, then you go on to uh, the Spartans. And yeah. from the Spartans, of course, you go on to the Detroit Lions. That's it. Yes. So,
0: Charles, you um, wanted to fill us in, and we did yeah. some research. When I say we did some research, Charles did yeah. some research.
1: I was reading even all the way <laughs> down here because I was trying to bone c- up on my Portsmouth early history of Portsmouth football. In and, in you know, and to, uh, to plug this book. I was going to um, say, I just hang out, and I, you do all the heavy lifting. Well, here's lifting. the thing is, is that um, there's a, another Portsmouth resident, Mike Vermillion, yeah. Um, who uh, I, would t- I was talking to a couple years ago, and uh, and he was telling me about this fantastic book by Carl Be- Carl M. Becker. The book is called Home and Away, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, hey, do you have a copy of it? And he's like, yeah, sure, you know, yeah, I do. And he and he had expressed in just for you know for for you know for the trilogy, the books I wrote. And so we did a straight exchange. The uh, a set of, you know, a trilogy of my books for a for a copy of this. It's, the book is called Home and Away by Carl Becker. And and, you're, and you you um, were reading a few excerpts oh, yeah. uh,
0: from it on yeah, the way down yeah. here. Oh yeah, well worth the trade.
1: Oh, and the th- well worth the trade. There, the yeah.
0: writing in here yeah. is. Uh, yeah. The
1: cover price is I think the, what's the cover price in this? My the cover price of my trilogy is a hundred. Yeah. And the cover price on this I 9.95. think is. Nine ninety five. I think the cover price. It doesn't have a cover price, but it's like. <laughs> it's uh, in the queue. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the queue. So it. QR uh, it? So anyways. 12 bucks. No, it's not 12 bucks. It's like 30, 40 bucks, whatever. But what I'm saying is, is, I don't care what the price of this book is. I love it, and it's worth every it, dime it, of it the is, trade. It, the, the pure price, that $100, is like I say, this is at worth at least 100 to me because it is mm-hmm. an absolutely brilliant book. And, um, Will are you familiar with the? I am familiar with away? this book when okay. it first
2: came out. Glenn Pressnell signed the book for you, autographed oh. the book for you when they came Not out. Not for me, dude. I, I have a copy <laughs> of that one. That, that would be that favorite. would be worth it's the hundred dollar trade.
1: Glenn Pressnell is my favorite player. We talked about that in the, when we did the oh. Lions segment. Glenn Pressnell is my favorite player. Was the he Lions. down you know here signing I, a bunch you know, of you know, them? If I had a copy of coming away, did he sign
0: a few of them down here?
2: Yes, he did. He signed a few of those. We gotta we
0: gotta start digging around some Portsmouth bookshops and see if we can find you a dusty autographed yeah. one yeah
1: if i get a copy of the glenn Pressnell cut sign home and away that's yeah. like all i want for christmas man. okay all so right. like we'll it's, so, so it. it's uh, so anybody so anyways we uh, you see that it showed up in the camera here it's called home and away yeah. by carl m becker yeah and it is like you know it's whether you're interested specifically in portsmouth or not if you are a fan of of just football history mm-hmm. nfl history it is an absolutely must read because this, so Portsmouth is not just like some kind of isolated subject that we're interested in because of the Detroit Lions. Of course, that's how we found the subject. But Portsmouth is – this Portsmouth, the story of the National Football League yeah. is interwoven um, with it – is, it is interwoven with the story of Portsmouth. You yeah. cannot separate the story of Portsmouth. You cannot separate the story of Southern Ohio football – from the story, from this, the history of the NFL, I mean, it's mm-hmm. an integral part. And when you, this and Carl and Be- like Carl Becker yeah. makes you understand that not by saying it, by just just by telling you the story of what happened. And, and what's what's one of the things I found so interesting about the book was it's a there's a lot of stuff like it's the way my mind works for history. The way my mind sort of uh, tries to understand history is. I don't remember a lot of da- the dates. Always don't kind of escape me. That's fine details sort of escape. It's me, like, but it's like me with facts. They're yeah, just, they're kind of yeah, ancillary. Yeah, and so <laughs> it's and with jokes too. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> anyway, it's the punchlines too. Anyway, it's, it's just a joke. But the way my mind works is that like I kind of know like if I know what happened sort of before and i know what happens sort of after then i like when i see a segment that helps to to close the gap then that's what i remember and that's what it kind of sinks in it's like sort of concepts in that and um, what i mean when i when i'm talking about this this stuff is is that the thing that really uh, radiated to me out from this the, mm-hmm. the, like a sort of an integral concept is that when we look at modern day sports yeah. the nfl baseball we see these we see these teams as leagues right like you see the national football league you see major league baseball, you see, you know, the NBA, you see these leagues and we assume that this is kind of the way that it's always been, that there's just been this, um, that there's just been this uh, core, you know, perfectly formed, like, Hey, let's start a football team. Sure. Let's join this league. Okay. Now who are we going to play? Here's our oh. schedule, right? That's like, we, we, it's, we're, it's so sort of sanitized now into this like formulaic schedule of teams. You know, if you're part of the league, you get to play these teams whatever. That's not the way that the, that sports began in this country. Right. It's not the way that baseball started, and it's not the way football started. Oh, it's
0: great. Because one of those stories that you told me on the way up here, it was like the Spartans wanted to play Green Bay. Yes. And you're like, no, we don't they, think so. They were part we're of the like, NFL. What? How the, do you say and no? The
1: Packers will get to that. But the Packers wouldn't even wouldn't even play them. Yeah. And so this is so this is what I mean is like in the early origins of pro football, people played the game because they they loved it. Yeah. They thought it was fun. Yeah. And they and they and then of course like the city, you know, the you know when you, when you have like the local high school team and then you have good players, you want them to play a little higher level. You start to potentially um you know you you start like in order for a guy to to play better, you start to pay him more money. If you want a better player to come to your city to help your city win, you pay the guy. So that's how the rise of professionalism. But what ends up happening is when, like, what and this is a, the, an early component of sports was the basic component, the basic idea of civic pride. Mm, mm. Civic pride—that's what the, in the early days of this country. Yes. that's what built sports. That's what I mean. That's what built America. It's, just, it's this idea of civic pride that this is our city. I'm gonna we're gonna.
0: I'm gonna love it when we get into the numbers that yeah. showed up at this game. Uh, it's, gonna, it's just astounding. Yeah. But
1: but the thing is, so so the, the, so these cities, it was about civic pride. And so what it was was these 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 um, these early teams. They they added players. They developed their teams. They did it because they wanted their city to be the best. Yeah. That's it. They wanted their city to be the best for for what? For because like when you try to put a business plan together or try to define something, and you say, why do you want to do such and such? Why do you want to do this? And it's like, what well, do I have to have a formulaic? rational like financial goal financial capitalistic reason or can i just say because we want to kick your rear end you know what i mean like why does that (laughs) have to have any logic that's what it was in the beginning it was it was a simple matter of civic pride and so the and so that's it kind of leads into the this early story so the idea was is that yeah if you wanted to if you want so it was like sort of like a circular thing if you wanted to field a team that's great right you needed a little bit of upfront cash you need to bring some players in you knew you know tie you know whatever sort of you know players you could afford um, but if you wanted to continue to pay those players the way it worked was you had to draw you had to you had to draw other bigger teams to your city right. in order to um, pay, and, and but those team wouldn't travel unless because they're not playing at their home stadium. They're not making any money. So you had to guarantee them contracts. You had to guarantee them money when they came to play at your stadium. So if you're saying, well, hey, we want to, you know, we want. Um, Chillicothe to come to, to Portsmouth, they're gonna be like, you know, we'll guarantee you guys twenty five dollars a game, right? We'll yeah. guarantee you twenty five dollars uh, per you know per player, and they're like, hey, you know, it's only a half hour away, that's great, we'll take it, right? But if you're trying to lure a team like the Chicago, you know, Chicago Bears to Portsmouth, and you say you're gonna pay them twenty five bucks, they're gonna give you the finger and laugh at yeah. you, right? So there, and so, but the thing about it was, is if you're playing Chillicothe, you're like, right? There's nothing, no, no disrespect to them, but yeah. what the thing is about it, it's a local game, it's a regional interest game. So it's a smaller town versus you know Portsmouth or whatever so it's so it's going to have only regional very local regional interest whereas if you brought the Bears into Portsmouth it's going to have a far wider reach you might even have a a, a thousand fans from Chicago coming down to Portsmouth so you're instead of having like 500 people at your game you're going to have six seven thousand and so that was the so that's the idea is that your goal in the earliest days of football was to draw bigger and more prestigious teams to your city you had to so there was no league it was about drawing teams it was about drawing prestige to your city beating them for civic pride and then thus raising your prestige so that when you went so that other cities wanted you to go to their stadium and them play you so that was the that was the early story of really baseball, and but but I've never and, seen it illustrated that concept yeah. in better fashion than Carl Becker did in this book.
0: Will you uh, being part of this city, yes. how important is that that people that, are coming and excited about the city?
2: Yeah, you know, Charles hit it on the head, and I want to tell you, Portsmouth played Ironton, which is how many minutes from uh, Portsmouth? Uh, it, it's 15, like half, 20, 20 yeah, 25 yeah. minutes. Yeah. To iron Tanks, and I believe Glenn spe- Preston played for the bit. Iron Tanks yeah. prior to playing for the Portsmouth Spartans. Well, that's kind of
1: yeah. the next thing I was going to bring up is, yeah. the, is the story of the Ironton Tanks because any story of Portsmouth, any discussion on the story of Portsmouth and pro football, it actually begins with, it. to me, it begins with Ironton because yeah. Ironton, because the, the idea of the prestige of these teams, uh, there was no more prestigious team, at least in the early days, we're talking about 1918, 1920, where there's no, the, uh, the Ironton Tanks are like the story of, the Portsmouth Spartans, the Ironton Tanks are what when you read this book you will fully understand yeah. that for a decade from the from the from 1920 1918-1920 all the way through 1929-30 when the team ended, the port the the Ironton Tanks were the most were not yeah. just like the best team in Southern Ohio, they were one of they were potentially the best team in all of Ohio. They were a dominant force that lost very few games. Mm-hmm. They were called the Big Red and they were an absolute dynasty and they commanded the prestige of the entire southern ohio of the ohio valley and it was them that 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 because of the prestige they gained that that portsmouth like had like the portsmouth is twice the size of ironton and they're like why can't we be like them they were portsmouth it's not like they didn't try they had a team consistently but they could never tap into what ironton was doing and ironton was was basically the benchmark that yeah. Portsmouth was sitting there saying we have to beat these guys, and it was the civic pride right. of Portsmouth that they failed several times. As Dr. Drew's well, mentioned here, the, he's met, you know the idea that they started off as uh, the Smokehouse and then they became the Portsmouth Presidents. The teams were failing. The teams were terrible. There was nothing. The Smokehouse did nothing. Yeah, Drew. What There's was the what was the, what was the first iteration?
0: What uh, was the first iteration of football for Portsmouth?
3: Well, you can go back to high school. Uh, Portsmouth High School teams okay. teens before we had semi
0: Charles needs a drink. Uh, he needs to wet his know, whistle a little bit. He's going. I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm just blessing your chops. But I do need to wet my whistle. I'm just, just blessing your chops, right. I do need to wet my whistle. So, like, the, the, uh, but but the, 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 the yeah. fervor over high school football started? Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, Portsmouth High School had teens back in the 1890s, if not okay. before. Um, but 1910, uh, 1912 is when the smokehouses is formed for the first time. But – Really, the tanks and the smokehouse—the the, that first rivalry, that first match—I think came in 1920 uh, with with the smokehouse playing the tanks. But you know, the tanks just repeatedly destroyed them, beat yes. Portsmouth, destroyed repeatedly. them in the
1: in the Portsmouth. Yes, the best that the smokehouse ever did was tie them one time for their yeah. entire history. Yeah. The smokehouse—I yeah. have it written down here: 1918 to 1925, folded in 1925. Um, they tied them one time. That was it. And I mean, the 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 I have it written down here for the tanks. This is the yeah. tanks. Just to give you an idea of dominance, okay? This is this is. I love record. their logo too. This is the record. The the tanks. So from from um, so from <laughs> Me, uh their
0: logo. <laughs> what's that? What you
1: looking at? <laughs> no, Go ahead. So uh, so I have it written down here. They. Uh, I thought I had it. Oh, right here. So Ironton's first seven years in the league, nineteen not in the league. There was no league. Nineteen twenty 1920 to nineteen twenty-six. The record was fifty-nine wins. Eight losses and four ties. They scored 12- one thousand two hundred and fifty six points, and they and, that, and during that time they gave up hundred and one. So an only an average of only giving up fourteen points a year. Okay, <laughs> that's like this is yeah, one of the most dominant teams I've ever seen. And I just got to mention one guy too is uh, Char- is, Car- is Charlton Shorty Davies. Mm. Is Ch- Ch- uh, Shorty Davies is like was he in the Kinks? I, I I don't I'm not different sure. Guy. But that's different guy, different Davies, different thing. Yes, different Davies. Um, okay, but this guy Shorty Davies, like that's all I do. When you're that's... reading about the history of these Ironton tanks. This like this shorty Davies is like, you know, they're like Ironton was down to their last quarter or whatever. And they're like shorty Davies ran back a 74 yard kick return for a touchdown to win it for him. Like it's repeatedly shorty Davies eh. was an amazing player. And then he was their co- He was a player coach. And then the reason why Ironton was such a monster, and this is what I was really trying to find out when I was reading this. And he, I mean, he makes it very easy to understand, but yeah. what Ironton did was, is that they is their, their high school was the center was the, was the, uh, was the, was the, was the talent generator and they they were the T- ironton tanks were the ironton was excuse me fanatic about about players only from ironton um, oh. and also maybe Ashland, they were fanatical about having only local, local, local. guys playing on their team. They, they, were, they were fanatical. So what they did was they generated these players in high school. They had a great high school team, and Shorty Davies was also the coach of their high school. So he was the one that helped develop. They were developing players in high school and sending them straight to the best of the best of the tanks. Wow. And so like some of the guys would go to college and come back and play for the tanks, but they, were, but they just had this absolute dynasty.
0: So it's very much a community thing. Right? Yes, yeah.
5: Randy,
1: Yoa yeah, here. Randy, yeah. Let me tell you, yesterday, this high
5: school and Ironton tradition continues. Three things yesterday, they played in the state championship. Oh, did they really? And, yeah,
1: They're, that is so awesome. And,
5: and there was a stretch there in the 1990s where they had a coach named Bob Lutz. Lutes. They just dominated the Lutes. state for really? a long time. So that tradition has not ended. That's awesome. Second thing for, for Detroiters, they might want to come down here mm-hmm. and take a look at some of this history yeah. and you know, see where your Lions and such came from. Both the Tank Stadium and Spartan Stadium are still not only They're amazing, up, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, yeah.
1: Randy, you want yeah. to take a seat right here, man? Yeah, yeah you should on, jump in. Randy, yeah. yeah. slide, over. slide so, on teams. in. So yeah, we, we should the have coolest this thing
5: is this tradition continues. Here, take a seat right here, buddy. You know? And the third thing and is the tradition what you said continues. about bringing in people and, and making your team better it really resonates with the early Portsmouth Spartans. I got a chance to find out that um, – Jim Thorpe, yeah, yeah, we're played yeah. here. Yeah, two, we'll get him, yeah, yeah, three times.
1: Yeah, if we'll if get to mistaken. him for sure.
5: And each time, I mean, the crowds were. Yeah, oh yeah, they're they, huge. They, yeah. they couldn't
1: squeeze enough people yeah. in there. So. So that's what I'm, so yeah. So we'll get to him. So so what I'm trying. So I want to kind of just I'm make sorry, sure. No no no, no, you're good, you're man. Good. You're good. No, because I got a chance to a kick a great...
5: football. that Jim
1: Court. Thor- did you kicked not did you see the really? notes? I kicked <laughs> yeah. in Spartan yeah. Stadium. Yep. No, but it's but it's it's, it's but it's ball. great to know. But it's great to know that it's great to know <laughs> that that Ironton High School tradition still lasts because and I because put it like, through the uprights. Oh, did you really? Man, I've tried. I've, I've not, I don't think. Of, I think of, yeah. Well, it's tough. Field goals are not you want to go over? You, are you go t- t- over t- the bar? T- field goals are it's almost bar impossible, man. There's a tough to get going So anyway, so the so the idea with this early football concept is is that it was all about prestige. It was because prestige led to drawing power. If you if you were able to had drawing power with the, it was even if your team stunk and your team wasn't a, a mm-hmm. name brand, if you had a name brand that came to your team, you could draw crowds. That was the idea. Much so like drawing our crowds, you're money. Year. Yeah, so so well, I, the, the the example I gave to Jamie in the car yes. coming down here, Dad thought was a was a who good goes one. who goes to see the Tigers? So the question I asked Jamie people was, that wants to see the visiting well, team. Well, <laughs> I no, didn't have that no, answer. No, 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 no. So the question I asked Jamie, I put Jamie on the spot uh, did, in the car. He did. We had a I five we had a five hour drive down here, so yeah. we had time to talk. And so oh, yeah, I, I had like, this for five I, hours. I, was, I told Jamie, I said, "I'll keep this short." He goes, "Why? We have five hours to drive." So, but it's a so, nice so, drive. Yeah, it's a great drive. It's a great drive. See some beautiful mountains coming down here. So it's so hills hills and mountains so anyways so the the question I asked Jamie is, I said, why do the Detroit Tigers draw, you know, 20 or 30,000 fans a game as they do, right? Why do they draw 20 or 30,000? You know, and because there's another league called the USPBL, the United Shore Professional Baseball, like again, a small independent league over in Utica, which is yeah. only 20 miles away. And they draw people. five, you know, 500 to 1,000 fans, <laughs> no, no, no. maybe a game. And I said, why is it that the Tigers draw 30,000 fans, 20 to 30,000 fans, and, the, and over here there's just a few miles away. There's a team, you know. There's that only draws a fraction of that number, yeah. and the idea is, is it's because who do the Tigers play? The Tigers play Chicago, they play New York, they play Boston, they play the you know Pittsburgh, the biggest cities in the country, and so you have the biggest name, you have the biggest, most prestigious names in the country. So I've been in the wager is this: if the Tigers, if for 162 games they were playing bug tussle Wisconsin, they're playing <laughs> you know like there's some random teams like some that nobody's ever some cities that nobody's ever heard of, I wager that the tigers attendance you know they you know their own prestige would carry them so they might not go down to 500 but what i'm saying is is that it's the it's it's about the it's about the prestige that of the matchups that you put on the field it's about the compelling nature of the games that you field. if you can have rivalries rivalries are another key component you know the prestige in the in the like the the more important something is the more people want to see it. If it's a reality show, if it is a sporting event, whatever it is, the more prestigious, the more important, like the U of M versus Ohio State. That's a perfect example. It's about prestige. Online. It is about prestige, and it is about the, what is on the line. It's about the civic pride that is on the line. F- am I
5: allowed here because the
2: 35 I am tigers a have that <laughs> What's that?
1: Did the 35
5: Tigers have that whole moxie you're talking about? Oh, absolutely! Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, sure they did. What were you going to so, say?
3: I was just going to say that uh, you know the rivalry between Ironton and Portsmouth even involved the stadiums because they had Beechwood. Yes. before Portsmouth had any stadium. Yes. Yes. And so when Portsmouth was trying to get a stadium built, they said, "Hey, come on, Ironton has. Yeah. A exactly. We've got a better team. We've got a great team. Why don't we? Yes. Have a stadium. Come yeah. At on, first we they were unsuccessful
1: too. At first they're the mill. They tried to get it put on the ballot for eighty thousand, and they mm. and it was and it, they rejected it. The voters yeah, rejected it. it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. so so anyway so the idea was so that was the reciprocal component of, yeah. of football that's what built that's what built these sports in the earliest days was the desire to have bigger and more prestigious matchups to have big to have prestige to, to be able to lure Bigger and better teams to your city, and not have them come down and then just crush you. You wanted them to come onto your turf so you could beat them and show that you're more prestigious and that you can be lured to other cities. And it's like, like you know that's a sort of a you know uh, an analytical breakdown of that concept, but it all boils down to the simple idea of the civic pride and wanting to do to 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 reach for something bigger and better into in the and to have your city to be counted among the, the, the bigger, you know, the the best cities in the country. And like I say, that 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 component I believe that's that's what began sports in America. It was the, yeah, I, you, know, the you know that civic pride. Yeah. Today, I'm not going to sit here and go on this rant because I go on rants about modern day sports. <laughs> you're all already the time. on it. Uh, okay. Well, this but so but, but the idea. So yeah, right. You're right. You're way past that. <laughs> yes. So the idea is so that so that is what so this is one of the earliest days. That's what so Ironton had that and so they Ironton at one point like. Um, you know, when they were the presidents, the Ironton wouldn't even play Portsmouth. They're like, You're you're so below us. Your team folded in nineteen twenty-five. And you know you're so we you're you're gonna we won't even draw anybody if we play Portsmouth. You
3: know, they even had a B team. They had. They yeah. had a B team. Yeah. By the yeah. Panthers. Oh, did they really? And, and they played the. Oh, Panthers, did they really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, did they? yeah.
1: So they're, so so that's what I'm saying. So the idea though was that that's why I think it's essential to to talk about Ironton, to mention Ironton in the Domus because they sort of served as the met as the as the as the benchmark the hurdle that Portsmouth was like we are the biggest city around we like we you know this they you know year after year they failed against Ironton. they. Failed Failed against Ironton then the team folds in 1925 and I'm reading the book right I'm reading the book and it says like at that point the, the smokehouse failed and then I'm like well they're done like they, this team is stunk man like they're so bad and like the guy actually has a quote he has a great Carbacker's a quote he says no one in Portsmouth mourned the passing of the team. Like, yeah. That's what he says. So nobody cared that the Portsmouth smokehouse died. Like It was done. And I'm like, man, this team, they, Portsmouth might as well just hang it up. But that's where the story begins. And that's why I think one of the most important elements of this entire, of this entire memorial thing that we're talking about is because, because they didn't give up. They didn't. The team failed, and they stunk. They never beat Ironton. They were Ironton was a dynasty, and Portsmouth was the was the was a was nothing. And so they did not give up. They came out, and in 1926, I thought this was fascinating. There wasn't just the one team. The presidents. There was a, a brief team called the Portsmouth Merchants, and what and they were both wanted. To, there was a new field emerging called LeBold Field. And the two teams both wanted to play there, and so it, it came to the situation where you know they were both trying to book the stadium and try to lure the city founders, you know, the f- fathers, to give them the rights to use the ballpark, to use the stadium, and then they ended up having to play each other, which the the presidents won, and the the you know that wasn't the decided completely the deciding factor, but the idea was that the presidents kind of swished the the, the merchants out of the way, and they kind of faded pretty quickly. Well, P- um, Portsmouth had a huge industry then in the early.
5: 10s and 20s. Well, yeah. yep, they had the Selby 26, Shoe yeah. Company. They were right on the river and sent coal and out. They had a, a, a Coke plant. They had a Mitchell lace a, um, Shoelaces. shoelaces. Yeah. And the these rail were are all too. national mm-hmm. companies right sure. out of Portsmouth. So when you, they were called the Industrials or whatever, that's because all these people were putting ah. some cheese behind them to get them playing. Sure.
1: And then in 1927, the very bad? next year after 20, so 26, they actually had a pretty good year. They had a pretty good year. And, uh, um, and I think they ended up, I think they, uh, uh, it says, um, so they, so they actually, the, the president's in the, in the president's actually, uh, no, the president's lost against the tanks that year are 90 nothing in 1926. And, um, but the thing was, is that they gave them, they gave the tanks a pretty decent game. And so, but, so the very next year, then this next day, this is where this is what I think is so interesting is, is that you know they had a decent year, whatever. Okay, they staved off the complete demise of Portsmouth football, and you're still when you're kind of following the story, you're going, yeah, but they 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 got beat by tanks. They they're still miles away, and so, but it's at this point that um, that uh, you know they they so now they you know, the things things are starting to heat up a little bit because you know they 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 they, they go sign Jim Thorpe. The, like some of these these you know, these team founders and that they go sign Jim Thorpe and they bring him in. There, Jim Thorpe, of course, was an absolute legend. He's forty years old at this time. He had already played for eight different NFL teams. And now he's and the team has changed their name to the Portsmouth Shoes Shoes uh Steels. Shoe Steels, right? Yeah. So the Portsmouth shoe steals—that's what they become. And Jim Thorpe is the the the, the coach and player. Um, they they, they go to a seven four record, and they get their first win against Ironton in nineteen twenty seven. Wow. So they've and they you know they I don't even have this I don't have the score written down here, but it but I don't think it was a, a it wasn't a landslide. It was a you know, they squeaked out a win against Ironton.
2: The the story goes in Portsmouth that Thorpe was brought in with the sole purpose of defeating Iron. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that supports, that
1: supports what I'm trying to say here, which is that they didn't give the, up. They the didn't civic, give yeah, up. Yeah. They go brought yeah. in Jim Thorpe. They go know big, or go, it's go big or go home. Go still bigger. go home. You see, they're like, we're, we're not, we're, we're so what if Tin's a dynasty? You know what? We don't, we're, we're going to be a dynasty too. You know, like we don't care. Their entire history was awful. And they still stuck it out. They brought in Jim Thorpe. You know, he wasn't the number one guy that just dominated every game. He was a 40-year-old guy. He contributed, there's no doubt. But he but you know, he it was like it was a signal to their fans that we're not done. Right. We're not done. We're still. We're still coming out. We got Jim Thorpe now. What you think about us now?
3: Well, if you want to promote, know, what do you a team? think about us? Yeah. If you yeah. want to promote a team, yeah, having yeah. Jim Thorpe, yeah, exactly. the field, first, I mean, You can't beat that.
1: Yeah, I have. A, what's the, I, I wish. I, oh, two, yeah, first game because before that their attendance was dreadful. It was like a. It was like five hundred, maybe a thousand for these How early games. How many gold
2: games. medals did Jim Thorpe win uh, in the Olympics? Oh, you're putting right. me on the spot, man. Yeah. Many, no, you put me good. on the spot. Yeah, I'm gonna. I
3: love was it 5 4, four or 5 I'm yeah. not sure Yeah I That's don't know either guess. Thanks
1: for putting us on the spot make us for history guys we make us look like a bunch of idiots up here Thanks a lot Will thank you. Anytime we need to look like idiots we we'll just call Will over here So which I need I need I need that often Will thank you So all uh, right. so anyways the what was interesting is you know the port the Portsmouth was drawing like a thousand fans a game um, previous to this, because nobody, you know, the team was not that great. But with Jim Thorpe, their he first game, their first game, they have 2,500 in attendance. So, the, yeah, so it's the largest crowd ever up to that point. Now they're at LeBold Field, which is an upgrade from the Mil- Millbrook Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, is LeBold Field the precursor for where the stadium is now? Is that the that's same correct. site? That's okay, right. Okay, that's good. right. Um, so, yeah, so 2,500. So they, so they capture, the, you know, the fans are like, hey, Jim Thorpe's here. Let's go watch a game. And that's the spark. That's the thing that, you know, starts to get them going. Then they beat Ironton. Hey. Maybe there's maybe there's something here, you know, Um, and and they go into 1928. And this is where it really starts to get interesting, because uh, now they have this new they create a board of directors. They create this as they they're like, we're going to approach this pro foot, this uh, this, you know, this football team in Portsmouth. We're going to approach this with seriousness. We're going to have a you know an entire business community that's involved with this. We're going to have a board of directors. We're going to have a president. We're going to have a vice president. We're going to have all these people, and we're going to pound the pavement and use our people. We're going to use our resources at our businesses to sell tickets, to promote games. Like they, That's what I'm saying. This is the definition of civic pride. Why did they do it? Why did they start? Why did they create this board of directors? Was this for them? They're all, these are all guys are already successful businessmen. They don't need to get into football to make oodles of money. They're doing it because they love They're It's for the pride of Portsmouth for the city pride. And so that's so they create. They're like, but if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. And so that's what changed. They had this board of directors of guys that were
2: all successful businessmen. They said, let's do this right. I got to Portsmouth was known as the peerless city. Hmm we the brewery the portsmouth brewery that my my siblings own yeah. uh, made a beer called the peerless beer okay. in honor of that that okay. portsmouth was referred to, known as the peerless city so yeah, we had a lot of civic pride, and we like uh, Randy. Yeo, he said we were industrial at one time, and I appreciate you guys bringing that up. Yeah. yeah so, so what that, I, so I love your yeah. building. What was it prior it's to a being building. a brewery? It's a
1: beautiful building. Absolutely, it's, it's always
2: been a brewery. It's, Is it? It's one of the oldest buildings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. It's one of the oldest. I it was there. like it was like it was That's this a awesome. firehouse because it looks cool. It, no, it looks like it, a cool old firehouse. It's one of the oldest. It may have been a firehouse initially, but I mean, okay. it was built in 1842. No, it was you could have been used for you know for a fire, I don't know. Okay. But 1842 was when the, when the brewery was built. Okay. Wow. And okay. We need to get back down there so I can show you the basement. Or uh, Tom wants to say something.
4: Tom, what you got Tom, to say? Hey, you were talking about Jim Thorpe. Yeah. In the war years. He came to – Henry Ford brought him to Detroit, Mm. and my father worked with him for one week in the oil house at the Ford Motor Car Company. My father went out and actually drank with Jim Thorpe. Ah. That's awesome. And and Jim Thorpe went across – if you come to Dearborn, I'll take you right to the bar that he was. Uh. And he went into the bar, and there was a lady bartender, and he said, Jim wants big drink. Well, the lady poured him – no, bigger drink. Poured him a little bit more, more it went to the top. Down it went. But he went with Jim Thorpe. And Ooh. my greatest disappointment was true. that uh, he did not get Jim Thorpe's autograph. But he was with him for one week. And, and Ford had him... There for years, it was under yeah. Harry Bennett. Under the so actually, but we
0: were talking about the gold, the medals. He won two gold, uh, four uh, overall.
1: There we go, Jamie. Okay. Way to come okay. in there, there with the facts. That's a funny. Story that's a uh, Jamie. Look at some facts. Jamie Grounds is in the facts. me and my buddy Google figured yeah. that one out. Now
3: I'm <laughs> Thorpe. Uh, you know, we've we've been trying to track down historical locations here in Portsmouth. Mm. Uh, you know, connected with Thorpe. Um, and there is a rumor uh, that has long been going around that, that he had a regular poker game uh, oh. uh, here, here in, in actually a, a neighborhood called Sciotoville. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, is that
1: how you say ski- I call it Scioto it's, it's not, not it's
3: Scioto Scioto Yeah. Sci-oda. okay Scioto County okay I got and, you uh, and, and Sciotoville okay and so uh, apparently I'm gonna have to
1: re- retrain my brain because I've been saying Scioto for so long don't I'm gonna have to just bear with me on that but that's alright that's uh, alright
3: but yeah so you know any listeners out there that happen to know you know where thorpe had his uh, poker game i would love to any know. jim thorpe oh. information We're We're trying right. to locate that yes absolutely yeah.
2: it was always i i am from salerville i've my I've, I've been there generations for generations but it was rumored that thorpe played poker or cards at uh, dr hartledge's house mm. in duvendack's old building in salerville that much i know well, I've got a Jim. Like a I've word. got a Jim Thorpe story too, and this is like this is
1: one of my favorite. This is one of my favorite uh, Jim Thorpe stories. Uh, it's it's. I saw it in a, in a book. It's like an old Leatherhead football book, but um. This, so it's like it's it's almost like uh. It's, it, so anyways, so the story goes like this. It's uh, um. It's about Newt Rockney and Jim Thorpe. Okay, so the story goes something like this. Uh, Jim Thorpe, I believe, was playing for the Missilian Tigers. Uh, or maybe maybe it was the no, it was the Canton Bulldogs and, and Newt Rockney was playing for the Missilian Tigers and he was a rookie and he was playing defensive end at the time and and uh, Jim Thorpe was a running back and so 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 uh, so Jim Thorpe gets the ball and he comes running you know trying to get get some yards whatever off tackle and Newt Rockney tackles him and he, and he look, Jim Thorpe gets up and he says Rock what are you doing you got to let old Jim run you got to let old Jim run
4: right <laughs> and so he gets up and
1: he goes back to the huddle. Right? And then the next play happens. In the same play, he runs off tackle again, and New Rockney slams him down, makes a tackle, right? And Jim Thorpe gets up and goes, Rock, what are you doing? You got to let old Jim run. You got to let old Jim run, Rock. So he goes back to the huddle, right? Same thing. The very next play, the ball, the ball is snapped. And Newt Rockney doesn't has no idea what happened, but he's like on his back and shaking it off. He looks up behind him, and Jim Thorpe's running for a touchdown, like eighty yards or something. Uh. And he, and then and as uh, uh, Jim Thorpe comes running back, he goes, "There you go, Rock! The way to let old Jim run." <laughs> that's, what he, that's what. he bowls Knocked him over. He goes, the "Way to go! There you go, Rock! There you let, you Put let, him on let the old backside. Jim run, <laughs> Rock." Uh. So I've always thought that well, that's one of my favorite like early football uh, is uh, Jim Thorpe for New Rockney. <laughs>
2: that's a great story. yeah Chase. yeah, yeah yeah and so, there is there are
1: some like <laughs> yeah, there Jim are Ron. names
0: in this story that are storied names. Uh, we're getting to we're gonna get to Lambo. Um, it, it's it's yeah. amazing. It's yeah. Amazing. So the
1: story continues. You know, just to kind of build. So 1928, they bring in this board of directors. They, they start to run this. Is like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this with some. We're going to bring our assets to bear. We got the business community. We got the population. Now let's start to you know. So the first one of the first things they do is they, they put it. They try to get an eighty thousand dollar bond passed on the ballot to get uh, to get a stadium, and it and it gets rejected, unfortunately. Mm. But mm-hmm. at this exact moment, so they sell shares in the team to the community, raise some money. And at this time, they they uh, they open up a um, competition for this is 1928, um, and the name Spartans is chosen by a special committee uh, from a list of 100 names, and they uh, and the they, the name came from the suggestion of the Trojans as the high school football team name, which oh. I believe is still the high school still name, is. right? Trojan, right. Right. yeah. All right. So that, so there was an association with the high school team. say so they're kind of looking at it in a similar way that it, you know as like Ironton, where there's an association <laughs> with the high school, which didn't really end up you know playing out in the in the case of Portsmouth. Um, but they you know they were kind of looking at that association for the name um, and so yeah and so in 1928, so they're not you know this is just them they this is they're still semi pro they're, they're still have no defined schedule they still have no they're just trying to you know make it in the world of, of football they're trying you know they're again you know trying the Ironton is still a dominant player in this in this world And so, um, yeah. So they're so 1928. They come out and um, and uh, they have 2,000 attendants. I don't think Jim Thorpe was there anymore. He was just the one year that he played. Right? That's right. Just one year. Single year. Yeah. So they come out. So they have 2,000 attendants at LeBold for their uh, for their first game, which is decent. Nothing fantastic. Um, they so they're uh so um so the the idea was that the the team needed 3,000 fans a game to break even. Um, but uh, but as they, so but but you know so they were able but at the same time they're able to to draw, uh, Ironton to Portsmouth, and and at that time Glenn Pressnell is now the um the, the, the you know starting quarter he's a player manager for, for, for uh, Ironton at this moment, and so they 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 bring um they they lure Ironton to Portsmouth. And uh, they tie them, which is like Ooh. a huge deal. They're like, we got to tie, <laughs> and there's and there's and there's five thousand in they? five thousand. But to show you the example I'm talking about, they had <laughs> they had two thousand attendants at their first game, and I didn't write down who that team was. Um, but uh, but when the Ironton t- came to town, they had five thousand. Mm. So that's right. what prestige does to a city. That's what that's what it does to 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 lure to drive your attendance up. Is when you have a prestigious team like the Ironton tanks come to your city, and it's a rivalry city, of course. Now if it goes from 2,000 tenants to 5,000. Wow. So it shows you this is not lost on these board of directors and them. They're like, the more prestigious teams that we face, the better our attendance is. And so you're like, but there's only one Ironton in the nearby area. We need, to, We want to face off against. The Packers, we wanna face the Bears. We we wanna face these bigger city teams in order to have these big attendances so that we can get these three thousand fans a game we need to at least break even. And then the more fans we get over three thousand, the more money we have to, to buy bigger and better players, and then they're thus far compete at a higher. So the level.
0: stadium that we're gonna be celebrating tomorrow. Uh, we're in night we're talking about nineteen twenty eight here. When was that
3: stadium uh, built? 1930 is when it was beginning. So 1930. Yep. Yeah, so we're growing.
1: Yeah, we're growing. But it was still a couple years and out. And they need yeah. a, and
3: they
0: need a bigger right. space cuz we're growing. All right. Yeah. I just all right. Yeah, I'm so, early. I'll ask. Yeah, so yeah. 20, keep going, so, Charles. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, so
1: 28. So this idea to them, so this is so this idea to them is uh is 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 really sinking in. They're saying, you know, they're, they're recognizing that for, you know, for Portsmouth is that is the idea is that they they need bigger draws. It's not about just having a football team and winning some games and whatever it doesn't mean if you beat you know the local somebody from that nobody cares about nobody cares nobody's there to watch you know if a tree falls in wood who's there to watch it no you know if they're not there nobody cares so so anyway so um 1929 they you know they keep you know they're, they're sort of evolving they're bringing in sort of bigger players bigger name players um because they're having these games where they're drawing 4 or 5000 fans um the 1929 is the first year of Roy Father Lumpkin He's a rookie. He's from Georgia. Um, he's one of my. He's one like. If it wasn't for Pressnell, he would probably be my favorite player. Mm. He was an absolute like. Uh, everybody. He was like uh, he. Uh, like I already. I already saw he like he was a, a Detroit. He came to, to the Did Portsmouth. He make it to Detroit? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, in 1934, Yay. and he's a. And he was an absolute fan favorite in Detroit. Right. He scored Detroit's first touchdown Woo! on an inter, I believe on an interception, Woo-hoo. and so um. But he was an absolute massive fan favorite in Portsmouth. They like they have a. There's a quote. Um, there's a, this great quote that kind of shows he somebody wrote a poem back in in his day about poems? Father Lumpkin. I got
0: poems. All right, no, sorry. Spit it with me, I'm Jamie. channeling the dice Share man over him. here. No, yeah. that's, you don't want any so of those. So this
1: was a poem that somebody, <laughs> ri- somebody wrote at the time because Hickory, there right, was a, there was a situation where um, where some, for some reason they thought Father Lumpkin had left the the team and and, and so. There was they like they were so worried that he would that he had left that he was like never going to play for the team again for like he was just going to like visit a sick brother or something like he wasn't but they thought that he was like never coming back and he was so beloved at this point in the community like this this was a poem somebody uh, wrote at this time they said oh uh, lumpkin father lumpkin to whom the spartans pray we had you for a moment oh why could you not stay you lifted up our spirit made peerless grid fans gay but now that you have left us we'll paint the flood wall gray uh-huh. Like, there's this, there's this like this, this mournful, like this dirge to the loss of Father Lovekin. Like, he was an absolute beloved figure. And, and this it's was still his, great today. Yeah, his, this was his rookie, his rookie year. It's just con- And then they're talking it's about concrete, flood walls. So kind of great. Yeah. So. yeah, well, so they, they had, you know, they had the flood walls in there. It's like yeah. the, that was his, you know, iconic thing in their day, you know. And so it's that, and then they have Claire Randolph. They start to, you know, get a couple of guys that we're going to recognize in 34. Um, and they, and so, and, you know, they opened their first opening game. They get a big game against the, the Green Bay Packers. Oh, wow. In, 19, in 1929. Um, and uh, and they so they ended up, it looks like they had, uh, uh, I don't actually, I don't have the attendance written down for that game. But, um, but anyways, they, uh, so yeah. So, so, you know, they're, they're rolling around. They're, they're drawing more, they're drawing bigger teams. Um, they're making a little bit more money. They're drawing bigger names. And they say this, Carl Becker talks about how Portsmouth is football crazy at this point in 1929. Um, do you guys have anything you wanted to jump in? Like us say it's uh, yeah. So anyways, so it's it's so yeah. So anyways, they're um so the, so they're kind of rolling. So um Packers, the Portsmouth lost twelve to nothing to the Packers in in um in that in that first game. So um and so anyway, so at this time, the Portsmouth Football Association changes their name to the Portsmouth Football Corporation, which is I guess the next level up for their for their group too.
3: Um, so, so anyways, so they're, they're rolling right along. Did, you, did you- I was just going to say about the rivalry. Uh, you, know, you were talking about the rivalry between Ironton and Portsmouth. Um, there is a rivalry that's going to develop early on uh, you know, between the Spartans and Green Bay. Sure. And, yes, and, yeah, and, absolutely. And, and a lot of that is because a lot of the players uh, and, and even even like the coaches. So you take Walt Jean, who, yeah. who was on the shoe steals. He was brought in uh, from Green Bay. Uh, he ended up being sort of the assistant coach to Thorpe, uh, and when Thorpe when Thorpe left at the end of the season, there was a postseason game against the Ashland Armco's, and Walt Jean was the coach player for that. And so when the Spartans were formed, Walt Jean was actually the first. coach. Yes, he
1: was. Yeah, I have that written down too. Yeah, and he has yes. been
3: almost whitewashed totally. out, of, out of the history. somehow. Yeah.
1: So he says, um, yeah. So he, yeah, yep, yeah. Well, yeah, he's a yeah because there's so much history to it. You know, the thing is, it, the, one of the points there is. The, the early history of the Spartans altogether is whitewashed. Yeah. Whenever they talk about the Portsmouth Spartans, it's look at look at the Wikipedia page. Look at the Wikipedia mm. page when they talk about the Portsmouth the Portsmouth Spartans' history starts when they joined the NFL in what 1930, right? Yeah. yeah. Um that, so 1930 is when the Portsmouth Spartan history starts. That's why I want to take this opportunity to go through some of this early history <laughs> and the evolution of their their you know their rise to the NFL. Because a lot of times when they see it They go, oh, the Portsmouth Spartans they're around for four years, right? They had these these incredible moments which were you know integral to the history of the NFL. But there was so much that happened before it. And there's so much to kind of learn from that idea that this that this was a team, this was a city at this time that would not give up. They would not they they were a terrible team early on. They changing their names, they're doing they're trying to move, they're mixing and matching until they found sort of what worked for them. Which was that they they and this is what they they began to realize very quickly is that they needed the, and in fact I have the quote where they talk about um, they, the guy they actually said we actually need to um, uh, you know we, we need to to be in the NFL we need that's our goal because it like you know we're, here we are we're sort of picking around the edges trying to find. Um, you know, try to, trying to find, uh, you know, these, like, the, the Ironton tanks and this, you know, Cincinnati, whatever, Red Legs or whoever Dayton was. Triangles, so the Dayton Triangles. Triangles. You, yeah. you know, they're trying to lure these teams to say, they're, you know, they got one NFL game, and so they're, you know, they're, you know everything's they're, – they're supposed to be sort of celebration about with this one NFL game they played against. And they're like, no, we want to have an entire season. We want a whole season where we're playing against yeah. NFL teams. Well, the,
3: the, uh, the guy that ultimately um, had the most shares of the Spartans, a guy named Harry Snyder. Harry Snyder basically said, look, um, after that first year of the Spartans, and they were not they were not in the NFL and they were trying to build a stadium here, it got voted down, and and Harry Snyder was like, I'll I'll build that stadium. Yes. But you gotta get an NFL franchise. Yes the only way I'll build this stadium is if you get a franchise. Because that's the only way we're gonna have the number of people come to our games because we're going to bring in the big teams, the big names. yes We're going to bring in Chicago Bears. We're exactly. Gonna, we're going to bring in the New York Giants. We're, you know, we're going to bring in the Packers, and but we can't do that unless we have an NFL franchise. And you know, in order to build the stadium, you had to get the franchise because you yes. weren't going to have. You weren't going to have the uh, the visitors showing up and buying the tickets
1: exactly. And So twenty eight, twenty nine, they're playing. You know, they're sort of still a semi pro team. They're been there, but they're improving dramatically. In fact, they in nineteen twenty nine in nineteen twenty nine they uh, they blow up. They, they they finally put to rest Ironton. They annihilate Ironton. And they're, they're, so their first game they played the, the tanks three times. Nineteen twenty nine. They <laughs> lost. They lost three nothing in their first game. But in the second game, they blew him out 20 to nothing. And in the final game of the season, it was 38 to nothing. Wow. They annihilated yeah. Ironton. And so, nice. there's, so I have this another great line by, um, by Carl Becker, this great, uh, this great quote about you know, the destruction. And, and just, we,
0: I got a rant. While well, you looked at uh, I got a rant and rave about rant, Carl. Bro, rant, Spit and, it out. And, and, let it go. Because we, we were talking about, uh, uh, when we were talking Gar Wood and the boat, and, and about the book that we read and the information we pulled from that book. The writing was so amazing. And the writing, the quotes that we were sharing on our Five-hour drive here. Yeah, uh, I was like, listen to this?" But the quotes are <laughs> great. This the, awesome. co- the writing in <laughs> this—the like, writing <laughs> in this, this book—is awesome. is, is great. And this is a more recent book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, it was a long ride." It was. Uh, was like, J- J- <laughs> J- 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 David, <laughs> read it, read it. it. But uh, uh, it, was, it But the writing in here again, like that, like the Garwood. But and this is a more recent book. It was written, came out in ninety-eight. Just, just magnificent writing. I got a props to Carl. It's like it's a great book.
1: Yes. So this is a quote for this is after the uh, after the big the 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 38 nothing drumming they put on they put on uh, Ironton, right? So this is this was the bi- this was it. Once they destroyed once they once they were the once they destroyed Ironton, once they were ahead of Ironton's superiority of talent and all this, it's only then then they had the confidence to say if we can dismantle Ironton we can tear up anybody. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Right now, it's time to join the NFL, and that's what I'm uh, saying. Talking. This is the point in the story where the Wikipedia, in the NFL.com, and all the history of the, of the Spartans, this is the, they, this is where they begin, which is them joining the NFL. So, so what we have just heard, really for the first time on this film, has been the
0: prologue so far.
1: This is the prologue to them to the story of the of the of the Portsmouth Spartans that everybody has heard. You see, we we have what we are un, what we are unfolding here. Um, really for the first time mm-hmm. is the story of the Portsmouth Spartans and how they got to the NFL. There's more to the story than simply like the Portsmouth Spartans got an NFL team and then they did this and then they did that. No, it, there, was it, a, there was a story of before it, and that story is a story of perseverance against ridiculous, like basically failing over and over and over and over again, tenacity to get get through it. Bolstered by civic pride, have we heard of anything lately about any of this stuff in Portsmouth? Valley? It Sounds like something going on with the the certain city local. That's right,
3: persistence. And, yeah, the uh, comeback, the comeback city, city is Portsmouth
1: currently. That's what I'm saying. Like, if there's any reason, like we're talking about, we're going to get to the Ironman game. We're going to be there tomorrow at the stadium. You know, we got all kinds of stuff to continue talking about. We're going to have additional yeah. footage for that. But what I'm saying is, is like it's 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 an opera it's not you know like when, when any time like whenever there's they mention a quote like on like they're watching the thanksgiving game with the lions they're like oh in 34 was the lions first thanksgiving game no oh, that's great you know but the thing is about it is that's an opportunity to, to just do more than just go oh it was the 30 it was the first lions thanksgiving game like well what about the team what you can you tell me about who these guys were i mean it's an opportunity you've got people's brains for a moment linked and going oh 34 yeah well uh, well that's your opportunity and that's what i'm saying like this is our opportunity now with this with the you know celebrating this incredible game that we're going to get to the iron man game um that uh, it's yeah. an opportunity to 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 you know to tell the story of these of these of this team and this city these players how the how it evolved toward that point in that you know and it's really you know one of its signature moments um in how they got there besides just a quick fact on Wikipedia. You see what I'm saying? That's where we're at. Yeah. And this was the yeah. moment. This was, was the
3: moment. It was not easy getting that franchise. It was not easy. Uh-oh. That's what
1: I'm trying to That's what we're trying to say is that there was a whole story before. And it's that's a story to me it's one of the most fascinating parts of the Portsmouth Spartans is is how they got there, and you know, and like, because like, you know, the story that as the Portsmouth is told is really begins like halfway up the mountain. Yeah. Right. The story we're sort of bringing out right now is at the is where is is how they got you know how they climbed you know so far. All right. What's that quote? So uh, so anyway, so the quote. So this is this is written. Um, this was written after. Uh, uh, I believe it was in the newspaper, but it was at the time. But this is after they finally just it was over. You know, Ironton was. They, you know, they were a better team than Ironton, and everybody knew it. So, so this is a quote. Casey, the mighty Mudville struck out. The tanks, the chesty, the cannonville passed out. And in the passing, they went out with their boots on. But that was about all they had on. Is there a fan with soul so dead who never to himself hath said? This is the game, the game for me. Lumpkin and Bennett in touchdowns three. Up in Ironton on their own doorstep, paying off big that old, old debt. With a team of stars that shine as gold that, that got revenge. Yes, 40-fold. Oh, nice. So I yeah. like that. It's got a little yeah. poetry. Another, so little, another like, little poem. So the you know they, exactly. So they so they finally exercise the ghost of futility, of you know, like decades of futility or you know, of
4: <laughs> snap of, of up, this iron tin.
1: And so it's then, it's now that they're like they officially say we are pursuing an NFL franchise we beat Ironton and we're ready to take down everybody else so is right? it in
0: 30 yeah. they became the So NFL the very team? next year yeah, yeah. the very All next right, year they right. go to the NFL yeah. they So say, what was the barrier was it a, was it a money barrier was it a Well, it's,
1: you're not going to if you're going to join the NFL if you're ready if you're going to I mean it's if you're going like Portsmouth has just slayed the dragon yes. the local dragon and now like to say, the civic pride says, now let's go see how far we can take it. Okay. We've just slayed the local dragon who we've been after for a decade. Now let's, we're looking for bigger worlds to conquer, right? That's what mm-hmm. they're, and they were full of confidence, the civic, the city yeah. is excited. And it's, it
2: it's... continued in Detroit.
1: Yes, eventually it was well, sure. Eventually
2: they win the championship yes. in yes. Detroit as the Detroit would. Lions. Yes, yeah. they would,
1: absolutely. And they can't again, the they, end. And so, and so to understand the Detroit Lions, once again, in order to understand the Detroit Lions and in their first right. championship, it really stretches into this early, because it's these are the teams, these are the people, these are the players that would eventually go to Detroit and finally, because. That was the that was the ultimate, you know, the the peak of their mountain of these players and of this franchise was to get to that first championship and so win it. What did
0: it take to become recognized as an NFL team uh, in 1930?
1: Needed 2,500 bucks. Well, there you go, 2,500 bucks and a
0: stadium, and, and stadium. a stadium. stadium. So was the stadium sufficient, or did they have to grow there in '30?
1: Well, they the, the stadium was like larger than they expected because the stadium was they originally were kind of thinking of like a four thousand person, five thousand person stadium. But they're but then the uh, they built but, 10, but they 000? yeah, he said he wanted ten thousand and hey. he's like, but we gotta get that NFL team and We're so they fill filed this house. Yeah, they filed uh they 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 got for so twenty five hundred But they, It's in the middle of the creeping mind. The Great Depression had just started, the stock market crashed in twenty nine. Yeah. And so the NFL is actually like uh pretty transient, like they're turning over um city it looks like one city after another coming in the league. And so they're they're like they're like, you know, hey, you got 2500 bucks, <laughs> you could join the NFL, you know. Like, so it wasn't like the biggest, like it wasn't like the the most, you know, rigorous thing. But they still had to fight. The, what's interesting is in the paperwork, they actually say what one of the, you know, the, one of the themes were you know, one of the, you know, the components of what we're saying here, they actually filed in their paperwork what uh what we're saying here which is um in, in to quote carl becker in, to, in which who he quotes the nfl document he says without a franchise in the nfl the spartans could not meet worthy competition beyond the tanks and armcos and that would not and and thus would not field a team so they're either going to reach for the big for the heavens or they're not going to reach for at all i mean they're they're we're either going to big or we're going home there's no there's no in in between and that, you know, that's what that's in that they filed. That was their as part of their um, as part as, as part of their proposal with the NFL you know, for that for an expansion with the NFL. And so um so anyway, so, yeah, so they recognize that idea that they're they're, they're trying to go big or they're trying to, you know, they're not going to do anything. And so um so anyways, uh, they, they get permission. And they, the so now that uh, the Portsmouth Corporation, Portsmouth Football Corporation, who is the second incarnation of Portsmouth Football Association and Portsmouth. Uh, football Corporation. Now they are the Portsmouth National Football League Corporation.
2: The NFL
1: Corporation. Now it's got some teeth in the name, you
2: know. Drew, maybe you know, <laughs> but weren't the Selbies who had uh, Selby shoes? Weren't they owners? Also, owners. Uh, well, uh,
3: Homer Selby was uh, the president of of the organization for 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 a number of the years. I think um, there was another Glockner that uh, uh, I think it was Adolf Glockner. Yeah, he was. I have him as the uh, vice president. Vice of the, president, yeah, vice president. Right, but I right, think he, made, right.
1: he probably ended up getting as a, as president because they said Becker Car Becker talked about. He was like intimately involved with many moves in that. That's in, right. There. Yeah. So, um, so anyways, in their first in their first uh, in their first year, 1930, um, they're, So they're, they play the they play Newark as uh, NFL team Newark, mm-hmm. and so their first game, four thousand attendance they're going from you know 1000 2000 mm. know, 2,500, 4000 4, uh, 4, nice and nice. in mm-hmm. their in their second game they played against Brooklyn 65 they say 6500 in attendance mm. so, they're, so so the, so now uh, 6500 in their second game attendance against Brooklyn and now against the tanks who cuz now the tanks they're chasing the prestige of the Spartans and yeah. now and so and they're still a big name they're still a big draw and so this the game against the tanks 6500 6500 and so there is, so you see now they're like 4,500, 6,500. This is the big time. This is the, these are, so this is what it took to draw these big attendance figures. And now they're able to get better players. They're able to, you know, to, to suit up these guys. So, um, so, so they were, they were right. Long story. They were, they were correct in their assumption that bigger teams and feeling these things would lead to um, would lead to bigger attendance numbers. I mean, they were, they were correct. Better stadium, of course. And now they're drawn, you know, they're drawn like, uh, you know, they're drawn, they're drawn uh, fans. So, so anyway, so that, yeah, so that's where, we're, you know, that's where we're at. So that's, that's 1930. That's their first season. They, they don't have the greatest season. They start out good, but they fade. Uh, so their first season, they finished five, six, and three with five wins, six losses, three ties. They finished seventh in the NFL. Um, so they don't have the, you know, the greatest, the, the greatest thing, but they, they say they start off, they start off good. Um, one of the things about um, that, that that was their was their uh, their their coach, which was Griffin. I, I don't have what's Griffin's first name. Was Harold you? Griffin. Harold Griffin. Harold, Harold. Harold Griffin. Uh, so he ran a follow their front office. Even though he was mm. a major, he was a major. Uh, he was one of the guys that was responsible for drawing some of the biggest names. He knew Curly Lambeau. He was one that was like really getting some of their big games uh, signed up. Um, but uh, one of the things that they have, Carl uh, Becker talks about that kind of earned the ire of. Uh, of of the Portsmouth, you know the the um the the court, you know the the corporation, you know that they mm-hmm. earned their ire was that Griffin had cut Keith Molesworth. Oh, hmm. and in Keith Keith Molesworth, um, anybody that's into the that early leatherneck, you know, leatherhead football, Keith Molesworth was a stud. Hmm. He was a stud, and he'd been one of the key backs. He was a key uh, halfback for um for Portsmouth, and, and in the first, I think he played for two years prior, and and he was cut because. He had stolen Griffin's girlfriend and married her. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shenanigans. Yeah. And well, hey. so he goes. Guess what, buddy? I don't care how you got good my job. girl. You don't have a job. Yeah. Guess who doesn't have a job anymore? <laughs> but in the meantime, Molesworth goes and plays for the Tanks, of course, ah. and you know, plays awesome for them after a year. And then moves on to the Bears for six years, and he's a stud for the Bears. Uh, yeah. Like thirty-four games, thirty-four. When the Lions are playing the Bears, Keith Molesworth is a major factor throughout the. And I didn't even know that until I read this book. I didn't even recognize that. that. Yeah, I'm like, Keith Molesworth was on the Spartans. That guy was a stud, man. And I'm like, why did they let him go? And they're like, oh, pff, the oldest story in the book. He stole a coach's girlfriend. You know, married her. You know, that's the oldest reason in the world. You know, like, and then there, so so that was one of the reasons why Griffin ran a foul. He gets he gets basically he doesn't get fired but he gets demoted uh, he gets he gets demoted down to um, what, do, what do they say demoted to business manager <laughs> that's his first that was the official yeah. thing and then Potsy or Patsy Clark arrives in the summer um, of uh, for for the 1931 season and that's that's this is when and, you know that's so originally I just want to put out some on the air too is. Everything that I've talked about, really about how um, I've I've given Potsy Clark a hundred percent credit for like the acquisition of Dutch Clark, the acquisition of Ox Emerson, George Christian, Christiansen Harry Ebding, all these guys, um, I've given just pure credit to Potsy Clark. But I've got to insert, especially after reading this book, I've got you know you've got to admit when you're um, you know when your topics are you know off, you know when your analysis is off, and and so Griffin was. Griffin is the guy. You know, he was. He didn't directly sign these guys specifically, but he was certainly involved in the conversations for a lot of these these early stars that were coming to Portsmouth. And so, I don't. I don't want. You know, I just wanted to kind of point that out. Was you know, as my understanding of things uh, you know clarifies, I I I reckon. You know, I I you know, I'm not afraid to admit when I'm you know wrong or. Um, going down the wrong path or whatever, yeah. You know? <laughs> so, so that's yeah. So Griffin was a key key guy, and you know he, and then he actually would eventually they would kind of sh- slowly shuffle him out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but so thirty one, um, this and this is now we're starting to get into the setup for the for the Iron Man game, and so nineteen thirty one. Uh, under Patsy Clark. Now they've got uh, Dutch Clark. They've got Ox Emerson, Tarzan, Christensen, Henry Ebning, They've got these guys that are, you know, they they that Roy Lump Father Lumpkin. They've got these guys that are starting to become um, like the studs, you know, like these are the guys that are going to make their trip. Oh, and uh, also uh, Glenn Presnell. This is the year 1931. Glenn Pre- the because the tanks folded in midnight in post 1930 and so Ports, uh, Glenn Presnell is looking for a job he comes over it's an easiest job you know to switch in the world he just comes over to uh, Portsmouth so now they've got Presnell on the same team as Dutch Clark this team is this team is rocking loaded yeah this team is rocking they're loaded and so they go eleven and three they finish second in the NFL but here's the thing and this is the this is the topic that this is you know one of the reasons why i love to bring these stories up because now we're talking we're talking about some controversy we're talking about some controversy mm-hmm. and this story might be i don't even know how what what's 2022 minus 1931 is there, are we at 90 years or 91 years something like this well, it's a long time it's a very long time and but we nonetheless we're still aggrieved i'm in portsmouth i love portsmouth so i can say we this is kind of my team yeah. 34, thirty four, thirty five. We're still aggrieved over this, okay? And this is this, this the game this, never played. Yes, thank you. The, there, there's a grievance that, that was yet to be settled, and it really, it only was settled with a game as amazing as the Iron Man game. And the grievance begins with this nineteen, the end of this nineteen thirty one season, because the, because uh, the, the Packers, the, the the Portsmouth Spartans, are part of the NFL.
0: Oh, we alluded to this, yes. yeah.
1: The Portsmouth Spartans are an NFL team, and it's let's, so they let's are, play. So they, so the NFL is a league. Bring it we're, on. we're at a point now.
0: We'll come to you. We're at, exactly you come to us. We are let's at play. A,
1: we're at a point now where NFL teams are supposed to play NFL teams. This is a league. Now the game is the leagues are supposed to be somewhat sanitized. Now you get your fair play against other teams. The game's a flip. So what happens? The Packers are, are have a slightly better record than Portsmouth, but the, when the two teams meet at the the final game of the season, Portsmouth may be in second place, but if they beat the Packers, then guess who wins the NFL championship in 1931? It would have been Portsmouth. Yes. Thank you, Jamie. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> they, they, so, they, so that's the thing. They, but guess what happens? Doctor Fine, would you oh, let me know levens? what happens? Yeah, don't. well,
3: you know the, the the Packers up there they they just decided not to come oh, down yeah. here and play. What? what? Said, you could say, just
1: say we're not going to play you. Well, well, they didn't have it signed in. They, they didn't have a contract a signed. It, it was a, tentatively. Oh, scheduled. it was a tentatively scheduled game. It was They're not officially tentatively a bunch of wimps. Bring yeah. it down here. Yeah, they didn't have they didn't have a. We don't. So we don't see a contract anywhere saying that we have to come up there. We don't we don't see a contract up there. So what ends up happening is is that the Packers, this is this the Packers win by default. The Packers win by default their third straight cha- NFL championship in a row. Where's
0: my shenanigans yeah. flag? So
1: this so the so of course the Spartans this is the beginning of this of this this di- absolute Disting. loathing that the Spartans have for the Packers and you know, we don't care if you, we play you in, in Lambo or you come here. It wasn't Lambo at the time. I forgot, the, but it was. they We don't care if you Lambo's the coach of the yeah, yeah. Time. <laughs> but we don't care if we're in Green Bay or if you come here. It doesn't matter to us. We want a game. We're in the NFL now. And they well, said no. You know,
3: we used to mock them. Uh, we called them the cheese champions. Cheese, yeah. champions. cheese champions. That was the yeah. next
1: point I was going to get to. That was well, the thing. heads, They right? called them the cheese champions. I don't know. I don't know if that comes directly cheese, from yeah. that. If they kind of embraced that, like the the A's embraced the white elephant or whatever with the flag. Um, but but anyways, yeah, they were so that so they they were roundly mocked by by Portsmouth fans by the by the Portsmouth players. They called them the cheese champions because they were like, this is a. You know, this we got totally gypped. You didn't even win it. You could have played us for a you know, and imagine the draw of a game that that would have been. Yeah. Whether either, the Portsmouth won or lost. Either they, city, city would have been a huge draw for either team. But like I say, so that so that's that is the that's what plants the seed. Um in the in Portsmouth, they, like they did not face they, they didn't even face him in 31 at all. The last time they faced him was 1930. So they're they're wow. this they're like, this is this is a joke. This is garbage. And they petitioned Joe Carr, the NFL, the president of the NFL, and he just says, he's like, well, yeah. you know, there's a there it doesn't say anything, they didn't write anything down, you know. They didn't you know, you're right, they don't have a contract, we're just gonna kinda <laughs> let it go, you know, yeah. it is what it is, it's just kind of like move on, you know. Yeah. And they're like, This is you know, so anyways, that's what sort of plants the seed to this really freaking the stink that is in the nostrils of the Portsmouth players. And so, um, so anyways, um, so, so anyway, so yeah, so now we're in the 1932, this is now we're setting the stage for this, for this Ironman game and what this weekend is all about. The celebration of yes. this absolutely legendary Ouchie. game, because this is the, so look, so you just the, to paint this whole picture, this is how far, you know, this is the mountain that the Portsmouth has climbed from irrelevancy to the NFL to now they are, Pointing at the Packers and saying you're cheese champions, we want we want you, we want to we want to mess you up. This is civic pride at its finest. Mm-hmm. And so it's 1932. So um uh so but the, the problem is that Pittsburgh. This is the point where Portsmouth is starting to get into into some financial difficulties. Uh, I mean, really getting into it, and mm-hmm. it takes max effort for this team to just to open the season to raise enough money to pay their players. To guarantee these contracts, to get, I mean, they, again, they have to guarantee money to these other teams when they come. down. They might be in the NFL, but they still have to guarantee these you know large.
2: Well, sums Dutch of Clark money. is not
3: cheap. Yeah. Dutch I Clark mean, is this not. He's is, one of the, this is, the this best. the salaries out, really Absolutely. start to go up, and, and wasn't it
2: about this time, Doctor Fight, that they paid the players with a percentage yeah. of stock? Was just about they, that same I think time. they was
1: factoring it into a certain. Well, yeah, they were doing there was whatever some, they could. There was some
3: stock that was given to uh, players. Yeah, they're doing whatever. Yeah, you they're, doing stock whatever they can. You they're doing need whatever some they can. They're doing whatever they can. It's chicken stock. It's yeah. a beef stock. Yeah,
1: they're doing <laughs> whatever. <laughs> they're doing whatever they can to try to keep the, you know to try to keep the players <laughs> That's top happy. On the players. Yeah, That's they're, on the yeah. Player. They're they're you know they're they're doing whatever they can. They're selling you know they're doing whatever they can to um you know to get this team in the field to lure you know to raise money and that. So you know this is when they do start to enter these difficulties. Um, so, anyways, so yeah, so they're so they're calling them like I say the cheese champions. So in game one, they're, they're so they're going to end up playing two games against the Packers mm-hmm. in 1932. The game one against Green Bay, um, the, the Portsmouth travels to Green Bay, and, the, and there's Packer fans holding signs that say they called us cheese champs, like they're saying. Don't forget what they were calling us. Like that was a, that was what yeah, yeah. they they knew. They recognized that Portsmouth was dogging them. Right. And there's a All nagging right. figure of doubt in the back of their mind, saying, "Well, you know, we kind of did screw them a little bit. You know, we should have maybe we should have played them." There's no way you can't they can at least yeah. acknowledge that kind So the Packers aren't really too happy. With, you know, they're they can they're look they're doing their best to look themselves in the mirror, but they're you know they're finding a little difficulty at this exact moment because. You know, they're like, remember they called us Chiefs. chips, and they're like, well, maybe we kind of are a little bit, you know, they're, but they're but they not but they're not going to admit that in public, of course. Um, and so the first game in Green Bay, the uh, so through three quarters of play, the Spartans are leading ten to seven, right? They're about to. You know, vanquish this, you know, and because the, they're about to vanquish these guys, but then they end up losing 15 to 10. Oh. oh, so they get so yeah. they, uh, so yeah, so they that's a so tight they, game, it's though. a tight 15, game, 10. it's a tight game, and all these, in you know, and, and at the and so everybody's talking, you know, you know, acknowledging how well the port, you know, Portsmouth played, and it kind of ends It's not like they got
0: trounced or they, they no, got not walked at all. over. Not at 15 10 is a nice tight yeah, game,
1: yeah, and so they, um, and so, anyways, there's a this great little quote that Carl Becker says in his book here. Where he talks about um, th- this exact sort of moment because this moment here is what sets the stage for the Iron Man game and for the ensuing events to follow because the game is now over and the, you know this is a this is a moment of because because the Packers are like see who's the cheese champs now we just beat you you know yeah. and so you know they they got to deal with all this so that so this is the moment of high sort of stress and drama and this and Becker does a great job of diving into this exact moment so when he so this is his little quote here page two seventy four. Uh, with Potsey Clark calling on his men to win undying, uh, to win undying fame for Portsmouth, they headed off to Green Bay by rail, taking the Norfolk and Western and Cincinnati, the New York, Central, of Chicago and Chicago and Northwestern to Green Bay. At Green Bay, they faced the Packers at City Stadium and their 6,000 fans. Many remem- many reminding them of their decisive taunts about cheese champions and carrying signs reading, they called us cheese champions. A cold, raw wind and rain swept across the field throughout play. A Universal Stadium 3,000 Spartan fans gathered to at a football party to hear TJ Henderson read a play by play account of the game received via wire service. Wow, so they had 3,000 fans in Portsmouth just listening to the yeah, game. That's great, that's was. in the stadium. That's like yeah. wow, yeah. So the fans cheered through the three quarters as the Spartans led 10 7, but then fell silent as the Packers scored a touchdown and safety in the fourth quarter to win 15 10. Uh, though their partisans, the coach, fans, reporters, and directors all praised them for their battle and lauded the Packers for their sportsmanship and clean play, the Spartans did not take the loss gracefully. Mm-hmm. Potsy Clark prompted the, their indignation by confronting Lambeau after the game, Curly Lambeau after the game, in a caustic verbal tilt. <laughs> That's a very nice way of saying <laughs> Probably some bad words being uttered. Alleging that the the officials had handed the game to the Packers by their incorrect calls. In his wake, fans and reporters recited a litany of complaints about the game. The officials had made bad calls. The Packers' backs were in motion throughout the game. The Packers had 25 men in uniform in defiance of the league rule, permitting but 20 men on rosters. The Packers had earned but one touchdown. The Packer fans had rushed onto the field before the game ended. Perhaps the Spartans let go of their anger at the reception given them on their return to Portsmouth. A rollicking, jubilant crowd, reportedly thousands, Gathered at the railroad station in a rainstorm and cheered the players as aerial bombs boomed overhead and a band played. So,
3: they, so even though
0: they lost, they yeah. got welcome home. Yeah. So the changing. fans are
1: there. The fans yeah. are like, yeah, you know, we love, love you guys. Love You're, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that I captures like that moment and that where they're just oh, they're geez. yeah. Doc, was, do you know anything about that? Yes. One? Yeah, so we're yeah. It's just it's a moment, you know. But they're furious with this Packers team. They're like,
3: this is still unresolved. We're no, oh yeah, done. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it that that uh, anger over the thirty-one, uh, you know, game not played. Yes, is really what drove everything towards the, yes. the Iron Man game. Yes, and
1: it's in the and, in the message that, where Patsy's at the end going, oh, you're a jerk. You don't know anything. You know, you're the loser and all this. You know, you can see him angry. You know, so
0: this like two shenanigan flags. Yes, this is a bad refing on this yes. one wouldn't play us last year
1: yes so here's what, so what happens next? so that's sets the stage for this this is the iron man game this is the game that we dun, are here dun. to celebrate this weekend so and, and so I, becker says it best we can just spit it out all of us can spit it out in a couple of words but far better to to enhance the drama through the through the literary it's word. great This, was yes. Great. this was great. yes it was yes <laughs> So here, so anyway, so okay, here, so we here go. So this is the second game against the, the Packers. So keep in mind, this is the setup too. Besides just the anger about it, right? So there's a three team battle. This is towards the end of the season, well, only a couple games left, and it's at the end of the season. And there's three teams in the hunt. There's the Bears, mm-hmm. the Packers, and the in the uh, Portsmouth Spartans. And so the situation is this: is that if the if the Spartans beat the Packers, the Packers are eliminated from winning their fourth NFL championship. They're done, right? And so they're done. In fact. If the Spartans, the Spartans can actually root for the Packers for the rest of the season, and because if, if the Packers win like one more game after they beat them, then the Spartans would actually win the NFL championship. Right. So, but so but if the uh, Bears, so so anyway, so it's so but if the Bears um, also win, then there's gets sets up a tie between. So if the Spartans win, the Bears win. Uh, then it sets up a tie in which the, those teams will play for the NFL championship, which will, as we'll see is kind of a spoiler alert. But yep. <laughs> um, uh, that's but so anyways. But so the so the, so the, this so this is a not only just a rivalry game, but a very important because if the Packers win, of course, they're about to win their Ooh. fourth straight NFL championship. All the marbles right in is. Portsmouth at the you know at the expense of the Spartans. This is a huge huge game, and so so here we go. So that like sort of sets up the uh, the drama of the game. So um, so, uh, so on the day of the battle, like Shakespeare's Henry V, Powers exhorted the Spartans in the name of a community taking to football like a duck to water and living it throughout the autumnal season. The gates of the stadium opened early before noon on Sunday and a great traffic jam developed on the surrounding streets. Soon more than 14,000 fans, 14,000 fans had pushed their way into Universal in a stadium that holds 10,000. I made up the last bit, but that the stadium that holds 10,000 Soon, more than 14,000 fans had pushed their way into Universal. Hundreds more lined the flood wall. The butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, the rich man, the poor man, all were at the game, said Wittenberg, all forgetting the depression and their worries for the moment. Fans at home could listen to the broadcast of the game on WSAZ in Huntington. All right, Randy. Oh, <laughs> Randy, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that station still? Yeah, yeah. Is that That's still it. a station? That's still a station? Radio station. WSAZ? No, still oh. Radio. Oh okay ah. but is it WSAZ is it WSAZ. That's WSAZ. That, my That's Randy A. They're yeah. still here. That's amazing. They're that's, literally uh, right in here. the They're room. They're still here, yeah. <laughs> so anyways um God, that's crazy <laughs> So in the Spartans locker room, emotions ran high. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. Coach Clark, Coach, Coach Clark was tense, but ready for the fray. Remembering the loss at Green Bay, he and Lambeau had argued heatedly about the officiating and Lambeau had declared that the Spartans could use their own officials at Portsmouth, but still could not beat his Packers. Clark responded that his Spartans, his Ironmen would demonstrate their strength in defeating the Packers without using substitutes. Talk is cheap, said Lambeau. True to his word, when Clark sent his starting 11 out to the field, he set his oath before them. I am going to start 11 men, and the only way you're going to come off the field is we have to carry you off. Playing on a dry but windswept field, the Spartans made Clark's word good. Like a trained boxer, Wittenberg wrote, they crossed, fainted, and struck the mighty Packers. They blocked a punt in the first quarter and went on to score a touchdown, then added touchdowns on Clarks running in the third and fourth quarters to win 19-0. The Packers had a slight edge in yardage gained from scrimmage but could not turn it into touchdowns. The community exulted in the victory. More for its own sake than for the lead in the standings that it gave the Spartans over the Bears and Packers. After the game, fans crowded into restaurants and hotel lobbies to celebrate. Powers declared in his lead editorial that many years would pass before the memory of the game faded. For the community, the victory went beyond its wildest dreams. A great day for Portsmouth. The story of the victory without substitutes did, in fact, become a part of local lore. Long enshrined in the community's memory as the day we beat the Packers, and the game had material benefits too. The directors were well pleased with the financial results. Man, we're, is that excellent? Like, yes, uh, tell me. Did so I tell you excellent. that writing? They're there, talking man. about yeah. us in this book right now. That it's long lived. You know that this is it. So
0: all right. So the eleven men that uh, were on that field, we got uh, we got the list of. He's gonna hop in. Hmm. Who were those eleven men?
1: Yeah, we got, we're gonna yeah we're gonna read off the eleven men. Come on over here. We got a special guest to read the uh, the eleven men. Tell us your name, bud. Uh,
3: hi, my name is Grayson.
1: You're good, bud. We got you.
3: Uh, okay, so the eleven men were Ray Davis, Mar- Mary Bodinger, Glenn Presnell, Roy Father Lumpkin, Larry Roy Irwin, Ace Gutowski, Earl Harry Dutch Clark. William Bill McCallop, Harry Joseph Ebding, George Washington Christensen, Claire Randolph, and Gover Connor Ox Emerson.
1: Thank you, bud. Yes, nice job. So these – yeah, so if you got a glass, let's raise it up for a uh, yes. fine reading kid. And, we, and also for these – like I say, you have 11 men, you know, like say play Cheers. a full game of football. It's uh, – <laughs> to beat the – knock the Packers out of the championship – yeah, that's why we're here to celebrate today. And that does that
0: leads us um, to the, the 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 celebration that we're here today. They won that that game. Uh, and, and they set were up set the up, final,
1: they set up the final that set up the, the tiebreaker against the Bears. Do um, you want to finish take, take us home with the with the, cha- the, yeah, the championship? Yeah. So
3: you know the the historical significance then of, of the Ironman yeah. game is that it. It, it led uh, to the first postseason championship game. The tiebreaker
1: between the Bears and the Created Spartans. what we have exactly. as playoffs. Yes. It was right. the first Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. It was the it first NFL championship ultimately game. Ultimately, the first Super Bowl. Prior yeah. to this, if you had the best record, you won the championship. That's all there was to it. There was no World Series-type game. The NFL, for years, had wanted this in a World Series-type game, and now they had it inadvertently. Yes. They didn't even
3: plan it like this. And that, that first game against that first championship game, uh, the Portsmouth Spartans against the Chicago Bears was also the first indoor uh, yes. football game yeah. in NFL history. They played at a
1: Chicago Stadium in a hockey arena. They had to shorten the game. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So they shortened the field. They had to change the rules a little bit. So he was like kind of like playing street football, where you had to only go a certain length, and what you had to like go back ten yards once you reached a certain <laughs> spot. Like they, they there's some there were some clauses in the in the rules, but it set up the first the Iron Man game, the one of the most legendary games ever. That's what's what's so great is like this is where like the the, the history fascinates me. It bl- it blurs the boundaries of like magic and lore and like. Why wasn't the Iron Man game? Why wasn't that the second game of the of the year? That was just a random game. Yeah. Why wasn't it? Why wasn't? Why didn't they play eleven guys? You know, in a against the Packers and, you know, or, or against any or against the Bears or some random, you know, like this. That that game led to the first NFL championship game. They knocked out the Packers, their hated rivals. Like, you know, like they 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 purposely sort of hamstrung themselves in facing them and saying this. It was just pure moxie. It was pure just sand.
0: Eleven guys playing both sides both of the ways. ball. Both yes. The whole game, yes. Those it's eleven 19 men, nineteen to zero. Crazy. Nineteen to
1: zero. They Amazing. smoked them, and as they I smoked just, them, and yeah. it sets up this this game. And then here's what's the sort of postscript to that is that the NFL was you know they, uh, you know they they drew pretty well for it was in the middle of a blizzard that's why they played indoor in Chicago they couldn't even use Wrigley Field it was just too covered in snow. Um, that's why they played indoors, and it was, and I, from what I understand, it was a, it was a well attended. It wasn't like they drew thirty thousand or something. It was a well attended game. Um, but what it did was it showed that the, it showed the NFL a new mm-hmm. path, saying we want to do one of these championship games every single year. Mm-hmm, so the very right. next year, the league was split in half. The very next year, and every year thereafter, there was the NFL Championship Game. Yeah, every right. single year, yeah. the winner of each division would play each other, and of course, the rest is history. The sixties, they would you know merge with the AFC, and they would have that Super Bowl, you know. And so that's what I'm saying, like this was the first, and it was be- and it began when the eleven men took the field against their hated rivals, and they did so because they wanted they just wanted to like, yeah. like they did a civic pride and it was their pride of the person and saying we are going to take this ball and we're going to drive it down your throat and uh, we're going to beat you yeah. and we're and we're going to years and, and yes yes yep, 90 years and so it's tomorrow, and it's, yes. so I'm saying like it's just it's such a phenomenal story such a phenomenal thing me and Jamie were absolutely, you know, like you know, we got the invite I'm from you guys. With this story. We got you, you know, we we've already covered the ports. We did a lot on the Spartans and the Lions. We already did a, like a ten-part segment on them a while ago. Yeah. But just yeah, but that doesn't matter. We're doing I'm we want to, We hear yeah, we're we you know we hear there's something, you know that you guys are doing some in Portsmouth. We hear about a great group of guys that are celebrating, and we're uh, you yeah. know we were absolutely honored to be down here to to talk uh, some history and to, to be, you know, where this stuff happens and. uh, and like we really
3: appreciate you guys coming down here to celebrate with us. I know it's
2: a five-hour trek, but we really appreciate you guys. Yeah, we, we had a good it. time just hanging out, talking to like stuff The
3: birthplace too. of the yeah. Detroit Lions. It's yes. the birthplace of
2: the Lions.
1: We're going to be watching the Lions game tomorrow. We're going to yes. be checking out the stadium tomorrow. And like we're Carl, footage
0: Carl Becker said in his book, probably some uh, 20, 22 years ago now, 24 years ago now, when he wrote, he said that the community would be celebrating this for years to come. And that's very, very true because that's why we're here for a year. huge celebration and it's being recognized nationally it's uh tom just shared this with me a a letter from uh the pro football hall of fame and it's signed here from the president current president uh jim porter uh, of the hall of fame and it's a proclamation from the board of trustees From the Pro Football Hall of Fame, a resolution for the celebration coming up tomorrow for the Portsmouth Spartans. December 4th, 2022, whereas the Portsmouth Spartans joined the NFL in 1930 and made an immediate mark on the young league. And whereas in 1931, Pro Football Hall of Famer Earl Dutch Clark joined the team along with NFL legends Patsy George Patsy Clark, George Christensen, Grover, Ox, Emerson, and Glenn Presnell. And whereas today we recognize the Spartans' famous victory over the Green Bay Packers in the Ironman game on December 4th, 1932. And whereas the victory in the Ironman game propelled the Spartans to face off against the Chicago Bears in the NFL's very first postseason game. And whereas the Spartans game against the Bears changed how the NFL would crown its champion every year and forever the history of the league. And whereas the Portsmouth Spartans franchise continues today as the Detroit Lions, and therefore let it be resolved. The Pro Football Hall of Fame celebrates Portsmouth community for dedicating a new sign for the Spartan Municipal Stadium original home. Of the Portsmouth Spartans and their continued effort to educate the public about the impact of the Spartans had on the historic history of professional football, and again signed by Jim Porter, the president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Beautiful,
1: beautiful, and it's yeah. uh, so
0: awesome. That's, uh, it's a it's a big day tomorrow. Wow. And uh, Tom's choked a, up. I love Tom's well, choked up. Tom, uh, what, what's no, this? Well, Tom, what, I, don't I don't know if anybody loves if, these teams if, and if players Tom, more yeah, than yeah. Why Tom? is this? If, why if is this choking if, you up? If, why is it important? If there's a
4: flood in this room, it's not the Ohio
0: River. Yeah, we got yeah, the yeah, flood yeah. Wall, yeah, Why? Why is this important to you, Tom? Why is this choking you up like that? What's this? Why is well, this get to you? Well, it all
4: goes back to 1985 when I sat down with these Spartans. Ah. And these Spartans told me the story. There was two tables, if you remember, in the earlier episodes that we did. Yes. The the they, these kids came from here, and there was only 12 of them, and they went up with the other ones. But they had the City of Champions, and they were all there, and they had a wonderful dinner, a celebration, and we're going to go to one tonight, and it'll be the close of the bookends to bring the history together. <laughs> Portsmouth was never mentioned, uh-huh. ever, ever in that in that meeting. And those Spartan players, those three players, resented that. And the ones that were there, as originally there was 13 or 12. Mm-hmm. And they were really, it was all Detroit. They rammed Detroit down their throats. Nothing on Portsmouth. And I promised the players, the three players, that I would come to Portsmouth and see if there was anything here that, that could commemorate the uh, celebration. And there was nothing and I, <clears throat> I met Bob Morton, who took me around and we introduced, and we went to the river, and I met Will, and the rest is history. Tom, and, and I, and I, and I want to, th- I want to thank everybody, because they're remembered and they weren't forgotten, and Portsmouth is going to be remembered forever. This, this, this sign will, the children and everybody will come to this city. You're an NFL city, and don't you ever forget
0: it. Tom,
5: mission How's accomplished,
1: Tom? sir. Thank well said. Well said. Absolutely.
5: Let me just say that, that Tom called Will, and Will called me, a local radio guy, and said, what can we do? And um, we said, let's do something. So yes. we'll, we'll put a plaque up that'll have Tom Yurick's name on it tomorrow. Uh, awesome. And we said, after that, what else can we do, Will, to, to better the city, the better the community, to make Spartan Stadium a little better? Because it needs refurbishing, no doubt. We raised... Over six thousand dollars, and we built a new sign for the a beautiful sign that has an old piece of the logo there, oh. and we'll dedicate that tomorrow. And and it, and it we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Tom Yurick. That's great. I love Tom. to hear it. Love to hear it.
0: Thank you for. I can I can't uh, wait to go check out the
1: stadium tomorrow. The stadium is going to be the coolest thing. I mean, this is a nineteen thirties NFL stadium, yeah. still in like perfect preservation. I was asking these guys today, like. You know they've made a couple. There's not a ton of like. Well, it's. I mean, for for being a 1933 stadium, I think I've, I haven't seen it myself. So, but I, I, I I'm a yeah. I, in my dream my imagination. It, it is. I it see it. You, I see it, the outside it, of it. It looks great.
2: Chills and goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. Chills yeah. and goosebumps. Yeah, well, that's
1: almost that's thank you, Will. Thanks. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Is gonna happen. So, so but they but like you know there's these movies. There's not a ton of like leather football you know leather football helmet movies, but. The ones that are like I don't understand. This should be the spot where they film. You've got a yeah, ridge. This is yeah, like yeah. literally an NFL stadium. Like this is the spot. So I'm hoping that you know some people, you know that you know that they take notice a little bit and there's maybe some you know some movie deals or something that yeah, comes in I hope and so. that the deals would help you know help you know with the preservation of the stadium a, a, that you've
4: already written for oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We're, we're all a, yeah, i mean it's a gold mine i yeah. mean
3: the, the stories here are yeah. a, absolutely fabulous
0: yeah. the the yeah, conflict and the the emotion and the glory it's yeah. uh, it's yeah. all
1: there well, yeah, the you know Detroit, you know, yeah, the you know the original location of the Lions, yeah, they, you know, they, they, you know, that's what I mean. That's that's why the Portsmouth Stadium is such a treasure because it's. You know, it's still like I mean, you. It's like you're walking back in time, and so I'm, that's why I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's um, you know, for the, for those yeah, that can still hear, you know, for those that can still hear the leather helmets it's, smacking it's together. Worth it's, it's a worth a trip to Portsmouth. Yeah, uh, it's a great city. To, to I gotta say a, to I gotta say something about Portsmouth real quick. Yeah, I was here a few years ago. I have. I I, I want to. I think that baseball could come back in Portsmouth. This is like I I, I came down here to to bring out uh, you know because they got we got a professional baseball stadium. Um, I came down here five years ago, I think it was, four years, five years ago, uh, to talk to some people here, and um, and I saw the town, you know, then, and uh, I had written a business plan. This I had, I had a good chance. I had a chance to look around the town and I got to say, I, I, today, this today was amazing. something else. The, city's this town, the this city is alive. The city is really alive. Is it's something very, very cool. special, man. It, it rivals, you know, this it's, is it's,
0: something. it's, as, it's as cool as, you know, this, Ann Arbor and Ypsilanti yes, old town. And you in, in are
1: walking down the streets. You've got these, Detroit, you've got these yeah. original architecture buildings. You've got original architecture buildings and you've got these. Fabulous. It's you've got these. Fabulous. It's like every store is like people. There's a Santa standing out front of a store today. It's all full of Christmas toys and Christmas. And there's a Santa sitting there going, oh, 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 like you know, looking at him going, hey, what's <laughs> up,
4: Santa? You know, right. I'm like
1: I'm from Detroit, where somebody jumps out wearing a red outfit at you, you're you're, you're we're, sticking we're your and up. <laughs> you your fist We're we recording. You know, this you're you're pulling your knife out. You know, you're know you like, hey, man, what are you? Uh, what's, up? what's up? We're, man? You know? uh, we give our,
0: our yeah. landlords here a, a yeah. shout out. This is an amazing yeah. little space. But but
1: I'm walking on. But I'm just seeing that this the. The, the city, the downtown, is absolutely alive today, man. You have yeah. an ice skating rink down there. There is there's people. They had what was the prom they had going on today? There was like a prom. Yes, yeah, so like a form, formal. Winter the formal. Winter, yeah. They got a winter formal. Kids, they got all, all these kids, kids. Everywhere taking pictures. They got, this is like this it. is like uh, America, man. These kids are all getting prom like a like prom photos. They're all they're looking great. These is little it? you know these you know high school kids. They're so, all they look they all look great. They're all taking photos everywhere. Right. You know, Portsmouth is place alive place was alive and well, and well, man. alive and well. Yeah, it was alive. Is, and waiting uh, for
0: you to visit. Um, yeah, it I'm really not, is. And I'm not even from here. I had to yeah. drive five and hours this, to tell you And by the that, way, this, so. this
1: and it, to, well, Jay, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Jamie, but you, you're absolutely right. The place that we're in right now, this Airbnb that we've got, this place.
3: Gorgeous. It's, yeah, unbelievable. It's, a, it's, a cool, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. cool. It's a cool little spot. Yeah. very mean, this, well located, right? Right in the Bony Fiddle. That's the neighborhood.
1: Yeah, the neighborhood is the Bony Fiddle neighborhood, which is like one of the coolest names you've ever heard for yeah. a neighborhood. You know, and it's like this. This, you know, we're in this. It's just this. I love this place, and yep. I and like I, I, you know, we came down for this event, but I. You if, know, I you, can't if, wait, wait if you like to explore the,
0: sports history, yes, football history, uh, you got you got to put but this on your. Agenda. I can't
1: wait to the next. I like, uh, the next time I come back for like basically whatever reason that is like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey Charles, they're throwing. They're having a contest of so throwing. Back yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, you are welcome like, back yeah, anytime. Like, hey, that's for hey, sure. Hey, right. hey Charles, and they're having a they're having a, a you know some random you know name the like, Thanks for having oh, yeah, oh, I'll be Ricky.
2: there. You know? Branch Ricky, <laughs>
0: come back. Thank for you, yeah, Branch Ricky's hundredth birthday. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. I got to be there
1: for that. We just want to thank there.
0: everybody, Grayson. Thanks for reading those names. everybody who's chiming in on the story, you guys. Thanks for thank you. Thanks for being here. We're gonna put links to everybody's businesses and radio shows and everything in the in the in the comments. Uh, like, subscribe, leave a comment, do all those podcast things, and all the podcast spaces, uh, and we'll we'll do more with the Detroit City of Champions. Charles has a trilogy of books all about the Detroit story uh, and the Lions once they get to Detroit. People should check that out on the website Detroit City of Champions. Uh, and we don't. My a name's screen, Jamie. We have I just say silly things. No, we, have I we have a screenplay.
1: We have a screenplay for a movie written too. I have a screenplay for a movie written and I just want to let fun. you guys know that when I wrote the screenplay. The script for the, you know, it's it's divided into, it's a nine, right now it's a nine part miniseries and I've got it divided into like uh, two episodes for each subject. Like Joe Lewis is two episodes. The Tigers are two episodes. The Lions are two episodes and the Red Wings are two episodes. It can be expanded to Garwood and all this other stuff, but I wanted to lay the base layer foundation first for this movie, for this, like a Netflix screenplay. And I just want to let you know that when I wrote this for the Lions segment, it begins in Portsmouth. Nice. It of course. begins in Portsmouth. It has to. If, oh, if, I want to see if if, Oh, it's if, if it be, anything, I want to see a film. it begins there. in Portsmouth and it's actually one of my favorite sequences of of events is... in the story. And so and if it and I promise I will promise you one thing with every fiber of my beings right here on air, is that if and when this thing does become a movie, the first, like I have this vision of the first epic oh, sports man. film ever made, a band of brothers, but set to sports. If and when it does happen, open we will be Man filming game. at Universal Stadium here in Portsmouth. I want a bit yes, part. Yeah, we got you, Will. We All got right. you. Keep feeding me a couple drinks uh, here and there. We'll make sure we'll death. that be a guarantee, bro. All you, right. Thanks for everybody who's
0: tuning in online. Chris, thanks for being there, as always. And uh, everybody, thanks for uh, checking out the uh, podcast, Detroit City of Champions. We'll see you again next time.
2: Right. Great, so, show,
1: great show guys. Great show. Great show. You guys are awesome, man. That was a great show. And this is a cool
0: studio. Yeah, well, this is a great I mean, studio. Greatest studio was, there is, me. man. <laughs> I mean seriously, you could I don't think you could like...